Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my week number nine quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. Inside today's video, we're going to be going in-depth through every single game from Thursday Night Football all the way until Monday Night Football, and I'll be telling you guys whether I believe you should start or sit the quarterbacks in all of those matchups. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and while you're down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure they do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter or x please do so at notorious fntsy so without further ado let's get into my week number nine quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season we begin with Thursday Night Football, the Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Kenny Pickett is expected to start in this game, but if I'm being completely honest with you guys, Trubisky with a full week of practice or as full of a week of a practice as you can get from Monday through Wednesday, let's be honest, it wouldn't be that surprising if Trubisky was potentially even better than Pickett. Pickett has had only one game this season with over two touchdowns. He has not improved at all from last season. And even in a great matchup here up against the softest baby shit Titans defense, there is no way I am starting a slightly banged up version of Kenny Pickett. Will Levis came out in his first ever start like a man on a mission. This man carved up the Falcons defense like a Thanksgiving turkey. 238 passing yards for four touchdowns as the quarterback number six. Now, I highly doubt that he's going to be able to keep that fire up, up against a stronger Pittsburgh defense, but we have seen the Steelers defense cool off a little bit as of recently. He is a high upside start Obviously, though, with a decent amount of risk because TJ Watt could just be on his ass all night long. And also, we've only ever seen him play in one NFL regular season game. So maybe he's just a one-hit wonder. But at the end of the day, with there being four teams on by and three of those teams, the Lions, the 49ers, and Jags, have quarterbacks that you typically start every single week. I think I'm willing to give Will Levis the shot in this one. Next up, we move to the first game on Sunday. Set your alarms, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to Germany, the Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, last week is the worst I think I have ever seen Patrick Mahomes play in my entire life. It has been however many years of just bending every single team over the table and just sodomizing him. This man was downright dog shit against the Broncos with his first ever loss to that franchise, throwing zero touchdowns with two interceptions. He was also sick, but unlike Michael Jordan, Mahomes' flu game was an absolute disaster. I am firing up Patrick Mahomes, though, with supreme confidence here, even though I do worry slightly that this game is in Germany, so it might not be as high-scoring as it is had it have been in Kansas City. I also worry that the Chiefs aren't flying in until Thursday or Friday, which... 
when the Bills did that to London, ended up in a huge disaster against the Jaguars. Now, as a Dolphins fan, I hope the Chiefs come out flat. I hope the Chiefs get absolutely stomped in this spot. But at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs will be ready. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to bounce back in a huge way. And he'll probably end up, even though the Dolphins defense looks a lot better now, with Jalen Ramsey. Mahomes will probably end up as the QB1 on the week. Tua Tagovailoa is a start as well. The Chiefs defense is solid against the pass this season. Not so hot against the run. The Dolphins have, in my opinion, the best offense, if not a top three offense in the NFL. So this should be a very fun matchup. You can't sit Tua ever if Tyreek and Waddle are healthy. But I do slightly worry about the Finns offensive line as right now as I'm recording things, it is 2 a.m. on Wednesday morning. We don't know how many of the offensive linemen will be back for the Dolphins or not, but I'm not trying to galaxy brain things and overthink things here. We have to have Tua ranked as a top eight quarterback at the very least this week, so I'm definitely rolling with my boy Tua Tungavailoa. Next up, we got the cold like Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons, the beginning of the real Sunday slate. We got Jaron Hall versus, who the fuck is that guy? Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke? Jaron Hall? I don't think Jaron Hall is very good at all. Now, I'm not ready to pull my pants down and take a deuce on this guy's chest, Cleveland Steamroom, because I haven't seen him play a full NFL game yet, and the jury's still out, right? Last week, I was kind of shitting on Will Levis a little bit, Malik Willis mostly, uh, Malik Willis mostly, and then we saw Will Levis go out there, basically put on a Hall of Fame jacket entering into the locker room, right? The guy went off. So I'm not here to make an assumption because as we all know, an assumption can make an ass out of you and me since we've never seen him play a full NFL game. We'll see. The Falcons defense is pretty mid, so maybe he's able to do it. But if I'm being honest with you, I think he is not going to be very good at all. So I'm sitting him. Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke could be the starting quarterback for the Falcons. We will know who the starting quarterback is today, according to Mr. Arthur Smith. Either way, though, you can't start any of them. The president has now been sent that Desmond Ritter can get benched. So while you thought it was going to happen maybe a couple weeks ago, now it's very clear if Ritter starts and things aren't going too well, they could bench him for Heineke, and that's enough to just steer clear away. Plus, the Vikings defense has looked a whole lot better as of recently. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns. Another pretty shit quarterback matchup here. We got Clayton Looney Tunes versus P.J. Walker. Toon will get his first ever start this week against the Browns. I could not personally imagine a worse scenario to get jolted into than for Dobbs to get traded. And now your first ever start in the NFL, it's going to be cool. Imagine for him, first ever start, right? Anything is possible, as they say. But having to go against the Cleveland Browns is just one of the worst spots for you in your first ever start. Good luck, pal. I'm going to be rooting for you. But it's very evident that This is just throwing Clayton Toon out to the Wolves. I'm going to root for him just like I'm rooting for Jaron Hall. But ultimately, I don't think we see too much out of him in this game. If he was going up against maybe the Bears defense, you might be a little bit interested, right? Your ears might perk up a little bit, but up against the Browns, good luck, pal. So PJ Walker, I highly doubt Watson is back as he is currently suffering from a vagina sprain. So it will most likely be PJ Walker. Walker is a fine quarterback, but let's be honest with you. He has thrown one touchdown to five interceptions in his last three games. The Browns, 
We'll probably bend the Cardinals over here, slap them up. Should be an easy game for the Browns, even if Walker doesn't throw two or three touchdowns because they'll just run him in, and the defense will play so well. So Walker's a fine NFL quarterback to win a game, potentially, if your quarterback's out, but he's not going to be good enough to be start-worthy in fantasy. Next up, we move to the LA Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Rams are in another situation where we don't necessarily know who the starting quarterback is. Matthew Stafford could play, and he may not play with a UCL sprain in the thumb. From what I've read, it seems like there are two polar opposite of outcomes here. There's a chance that Stafford is back this week, good to go, and it's like we never, it's like it never even happened, right? Fairy dust, it's a wazzy, it's a woozy, right? And there's also a chance that they just put him to sleep, right? For the whole season, he's out for the whole season, so. Again, I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, but Matthew Stafford is just made out of glass at this point, which sucks. If he does play, even up against a bad Packers D that just got rid of one of their better players in the trade deadline, I would not be playing Matthew Stafford. I just don't trust him. I might be one of the biggest Stafford guys alive, but if I'm being honest with you, he has not been a top 12 quarterback once this season, and if he's banked up, there is no reason to roll him out there. Brett gripping it and ripping it. Low-key has the skills to have one game where he throws like two touchdowns and three picks and somehow the Rams win. But with that said, you definitely don't want to start him in fantasy. For the Packers, Jordan Love, me tender, love me sweet is a start. Now I have been shitting on Love for the last few weeks because he has severely fallen off compared to the start of the season. Everyone was really kind of giving this man the Gawk 9000 special, talking about how, oh my god, they got Favre. Then they get Rodgers. I know they traded for Favre. And then they're going to get Jordan Love, right? The Packers fans win yet again. And then, just like Humpty Dumpty, he falls off the wall, and he's been pretty shit recently. But he hasn't been so bad to where you would want to bench him in fantasy. He's still been like a top 18 guy weekly. I like his matchup here against the Rams, and I doubt he'll be so bad to where you can't start him, but I also don't think you're going to see the end of the week where Jordan Love is like a top 10 quarterback unless magically he shakes it off like Taylor Swift, his last couple of performances, and really starts to look like the Love we came accustomed to early on in the season. Next up, we got the Washington Commanders at the New England Patriots. For the Patriots, Mac Jones has had two solid games this season at the early season against the Eagles in week one. Then he he had another solid game sprinkled in there and outside of that he has looked like a fucking Canadian Football League quarterback even against a garbage commander's defense that just traded away sweat and Chase Young for a half-eaten bag of potato chips and a used condom the Patriots just lost Kendrick Bourne and the offense is too much of a disaster they're probably without Devontae Parker as well for me to feel any bit confident in Mac. Now, again, Mac has been successful against bad defenses, but we've also seen him struggle against bad defenses. So, even in basically the best spot possible for Mac Jones against the commander's defense, I still can't trust him. Sam Howell was the quarterback one last week against the Eagles with nearly 400 passing yards with four touchdowns and one INT. I am actually starting to think that Howell is a legitimately good quarterback. I mean, it has been nine games or eight games already of Sam Howell, and he's really only had two down games. This matchup against the Patriots is solid, so I definitely trust Sam Howell in this spot. He has already had... Four top 12 performances 
and six top 14 performances with the commander still being a bit of disaster. I get it. And Howell gets hit from the back more than a prostitute. I am still going to roll him out there up against the Patriots. So Howell to me is a clear start and Mac Jones is a clear sit. Next up, we got the Chicago, Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. If you guys have enjoyed today's video thus far and you are new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. And whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. Very nice. I like it. It would help me out a ton. So we got Carr versus Tyson Bejentz. Uh, Tyson Bajan is basically just a game manager. He's like Zach Wilson, except for he doesn't have an elite defense. He hasn't really been impressive this season. He won a game, so congrats to him. That'll be something he shows his kids one day, and maybe he's earned a role as a backup for a while in the NFL. That'd be great for him, obviously. And even with how iffy the Saints are... I feel like they might be able to keep this game close, but at the end of the day, it's the fucking Bears we're talking about, and you still can't even start them. Derek Carr, I feel like, is the best streaming quarterback this week, so I'm going to start him. Four straight games inside the top 15 at quarterback. Now, I, for one, am someone who loves making fun of Derek Carr, but at the end of the day, he actually looked good against the Colts, and this is a wet dream matchup against the Bears. So even if you're like me, and you love just making fun of Carr every single week, you love talking about how Derek Carr sometimes can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. You love talking about how Derek Carr looks like Stevie Wonder in the pocket sometimes, right? And it's very, all those things are true, but against the Bears, you gotta at least fire them up this week. And again, those... Four straight top 15 games, most of them weren't very pretty, right? He doesn't pass the eye test. But last week, everything kind of clicked. He's got Kamara. He's got Taysom Hill to throw the rock to. He's got Olave, Amshathid, Rashid Shahid, the slant man. Like, he's in a pretty solid situation besides the offensive line. But again, against the fucking Bears defense, one of the worst, if not the worst defense in the National Football League, I think Derek Carr should be worthy of a start this week. And if the Bears actually had a good quarterback, this could be a high-scoring game. But again, they have Tyson Bay gent under center next up we got the seattle seahawks at the baltimore ravens now gino has certainly looked worse than he did last season i don't even think seattle fans would be coming out with pitchforks here yelling at me saying that gino's actually been quite good now has gino been shit no gino hasn't been so bad to where he's like sinking the team Hitting the team with the fucking 619 Rey Mysterio. But he since he has so many weapons, Metcalf, JSN, Lockett, Charbonnet, Noah Fant, Kenneth Walker, all these other guys, he just really hasn't elevated himself to be a top 12 weekly player, which was something that he was able to do a bunch last season. I don't love this matchup at all. But I would be shocked if he didn't at least finish somewhere from quarterback 14 to 18, which makes him a lower end start on the week. Again, I'm definitely, as just a football fan, a lot of people are really kind of starting to jump on the Seahawks bandwagon, right? Start blowing on the sails of the metaphorical ship of the Seahawks. But frankly, I get the defense is looking good. I get they got the players, but if Geno keeps playing like this, I don't know how many playoff games you're going to win with this version of Geno. So hopefully he kind of flips the switch towards the end of the season. Lamar Jackson, despite having 
the easiest matchup imaginable. I know I kind of said the Bears with that. In reality, it's the Cardinals, right? The easiest matchup. A matchup where you're just salivating if you have Lamar Jackson thinking, holy shit, this guy might just drop 30, hang his nuts on the defense. Lamar was uh, the quarterback 28 on the week. Prior to that, though, the guy was on fire. He was catching fire like Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games book, and he is currently the quarterback four on the season. There is no need to try to panic about Lamar Jackson right now. I don't think he cooled down. He had one down game. It is what it is. Next up, we move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Houston Texans. But before we break down this game at the quarterback position, as well as the rest of the Week 9 slate, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL pickup in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds. But first, I want to explain how the Underdog Pick'em game works. You're going to have to to make at least two picks from two different teams. You can make all of your picks from Thursday Night Football. You could go into Sunday. You can even go into Monday Night Football or match different sports together. They've got NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, FIFA. They've got a bunch of different sports, but for the purpose of what we're talking about today, we're going to do two picks from Thursday Night Football. We are going to go with higher than 72 and a half rushing yards for Derrick Henry up against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, and we are going to match that with a game where I feel like the Steelers offense will be able to move the ball up enough to be able to kick a field goal, but not necessarily score a crazy amount of points. We're going to go with Chris Boswell, higher than one and a half field goals made. If both of these hit, we'll get three times our entry fee. If you do three picks, it is six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Now, if you live in one of these states on your screen right now and use promo code NOTORIOUS or click on the link in the video description, you'll receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $100, they give you additional 150 additional 50 25 additional 25 the minimum deposit on underdog is ten dollars if you have a gambling problem please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER Back on into things here, Bucks at Texans. Both Baker and C.J. Stroud are starts for me here. Baker has been a top 12 quarterback in back-to-back weeks. He looked pretty good against the Bills last week and even probably would have thrown another touchdown if Chris Godwin just saw the ball that was coming from him from that Hail Mary. Now again, there would have been a whole lot of complaints around the NFL about the officiating. The officiating has just been dog shit in the NFL this season and people would have complained like, oh my God, the Bucks take it to they win somehow blah 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 but it is what it is baker has a decent game i like this spot against the texans and think he easily has the upside here to three peat as a top 12 quarterback like the lakers in the early 2000s i for one have been a big baker mayfield fan he's got all the weapons around him the texans defense is good but again they're nothing special to where i think baker would really have that shit of a game especially since he's been playing so well recently i think you gotta lean with him cj stroud last week was the worst we have seen stroud look his whole nfl career of However many games he's played, right? They had a bye week, so not that crazy amount of games, but you get what I mean. In his short career, that's the worst that he's looked all season. And even in that bad game, he didn't really make any mistakes. It was just the offense as a whole kind of just came out flat, right? I feel like this game has some sneaky high-scoring upside, and I feel more confident based upon how many top 12 games Stroud has had compared to Baker, so I feel more confident in Stroud than Baker, but 
ultimately, I think both of these guys could easily be top 12 quarterbacks on the week. Now, am I going to have both of them ranked inside the top 12? Of course not, but I think they both could finish there at the end of the week. It really wouldn't be all that surprising. Next up, we got the Colts at the Carolina Panthers. Gardner Minshew has been pretty reliable over the last three weeks as a top 18 quarterback. Against the Panthers, the upside is certainly there for a potential top 10 game. He feels like a safe bet to me with a decent amount of upside, so I would most definitely start him if my quarterback situation wasn't solidified, right? If I'm dealing with a Lawrence on by, a Goff on by, a big cock Brock Purdy on by, then sure, I'd be fine playing Gardner Minshew. Or if I'm cycling through a bunch of different quarterbacks because maybe I didn't draft a great quarterback and I'm streaming every single week, then Minshew's fine. Am I going to sit here and pretend like Gardner Minshew is amazing? No, but he's good enough, you know, to, to play good against the Panthers defense. I do, I do trust Minshew more than Young. Young is a fringe start, right? He's one of those guys that's just peeking over the edge of being a start, right? Like that guy from Family Matters is the show, right? With Tim Allen just peeking over the fucking fence. He hasn't really been playing amazing this season, but you can see that the upside of Young is there, right? You see why they drafted him where he did. You could see why a lot of uh, analysts for the NFL draft were really slobbering on the knob of Bryce Young. This matchup does have a higher scoring feel, so I think Young is serviceable here. But again, he's closer to quarterback 18 than he is quarterback 10. Next up, we move to a great matchup here, the New York football Giants at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Viva Las Vegas Raiders have fired Josh McDaniels, so that should help out the team as a whole. Josh McDaniels was the coach with the most punchable face in the NFL. The guy was an absolute fucking stooge and had really just no idea what he was doing. Now, I, for one, have no idea how linebacker coach Antonio Pierce will do as the interim coach, but... Anything's got to be better than what Josh McDaniels was cooking up there. He was trying to cook up a five-star Michelin meal, and the man burnt the fucking place down like it was that restaurant in The Sopranos. They also fired their GM. So, you know, they're cleaning house Mark Davis and that bull cut, the ugliest-looking motherfucker alive. And that's coming from me. I'm not the best looker here, but man, oh, man. This Raiders team maybe has purged away all the bad. Now, they still got Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback, but maybe maybe getting rid of McDaniels is what they needed. Now, Daniel Jones, it seems like Jones is going to be getting the start as he has been cleared for contact. With that said, even against the Raiders' defense, Daniel Jones has looked like he went to the school of blind and deaf for college instead of Duke. So... This, this this is just not it for me. Like, I, I just can't do it. I get, oh my God, the matchup's great. I can't fucking do it. Daniel Jones has either been the quarterback one, like he was against the Cardinals, or outside the top 24. And there is just no way that I am playing him. There is no way. I was looking at the expert consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros, because that's where I pull up all the stats for these players, kind of look at the matchups, and 
They had him ranked as a top 18 quarterback. I think he was the quarterback 15. There is no way in fuck I'm ranking Daniel Jones that high. Daniel Jones could be the quarterback one at the end of the week, and I and my quarterback could score me five fucking points, and I'll be like, you know what? I made the right decision because I'm not rolling out this goddamn stooge. Daniel Jones is my starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo. Last week, Garoppolo was absolutely terrible. There is no way to beat around the bush here. He was terrible. Everyone saw it on Monday Night Football against the Lions. He just didn't have it. Jimmy Garoppolo was missing dudes that were so fucking wide open, they could have read a whole Dr. Seuss cat in the hat, red fish, blue fish, that fish, whatever that book is called, before Defender was even close to the guy, and Jimmy Garoppolo would sail it over their head, throw it out of bounds. I mean, I'm tired of Jimmy Garoppolo, but I can't imagine him being that bad against the Giants, but at the end of the day, I just don't really want to start him. All right, I'm editing this one into the video. We have gotten some reports that maybe Aiden O'Connell's gonna start over Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think I need to kind of retract what I said about Garoppolo, because that isn't set in stone just yet, but if Aiden O'Connell, AOC, ends up starting for the Raiders, looks like Farva, plays like Farve, I'm still not starting him now. It's way more interesting. Like, it makes the Raiders game way more fun because I'm, like, I'm actually interested to watch fucking Aiden O'Connell, not Jimmy Garoppolo. But again, it doesn't move the needle for me to want to start Aiden O'Connell because the Giants defense has been really solid as of recently. So back on into what Nick was saying a couple of seconds ago. Next up, we move to a matchup between the Dallas Cowboys at the Eagles. Another fun matchup here before we get to Sunday Night Football. Cowboys at Eagles. Dak Prescott has really turned the tides on his season as in the first five weeks, he was straight cheeks, right? He was so bad. Everyone's making fun of him and rightfully so. And then over the last two weeks, he has been really good. He's been a top three quarterback. Now, do I love this spot against the Eagles? Fuck no, baby. And I certainly trust Jalen Hurts more. But this game does have the high scoring upside. And with Dak playing lights out, you don't need to try to galaxy brain things, right? You don't want to think about it too much, too much, right? You just want to take it as we've seen it. Dak has looked good over top three quarterback in back-to-back games. And this game could be high scoring. You want to start Dak. Jalen Hurts, five straight weeks as a top six quarterback. To me, it is very clear. It is crystal clear that he is slightly banged up. Now, is he so banged up that he can't play? Of course not, but he is banged up enough to where you see him walking sometimes, you're like, that's not how someone walks, right? It looks like he's got a stick shoved directly up his ass. Hurts has been smashing week in and week out, and even against a tougher Dallas defense, I expect, and based on what I've seen this season, this man to go nuclear, and if there was an, ever an offensive line that could stop the Dallas Cowboys, it would be the Phil- it would be the birds, the Philadelphia Eagles. Next up, we move to, cause you waited all day for Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. Josh Allen, Joe Shiesty, automatic starts. Josh Allen outside of week one against the Jets, a week six against the Giants, so Josh Allen struggles against his New York brethren, even though they play in New Jersey. Allen's been balling in all those other games. Last week on Thursday Night Football against the Bucks, he threw for over 320 yards with 41 rushing yards and three touchdowns with an interception. It feels like at this point, Josh Allen is just going to do one stupid play game. And if a defense is able to kind of get him out of his funk, he'll do it multiple times a game, but at least once he is going to try to play hero ball, put the fucking cape on like he's super Cam Newton and do something fucking ridiculous instead of checking the ball down and he throws a pick. Even if he throws one interception in four straight weeks, the picks 
don't really matter if you're going to throw for two or three touchdowns and run a couple of times. So for me, I have supreme confidence in Allen and this game should be a very fun game. Finally, a fun matchup on Sunday Night Football. Joe Burrow, coming out the bye week, we saw the best Burrow of the season against the Niners with 283 yards and three touchdowns passing with 43 rushing yards. It seems that Joe Shiesty Joe Burrow is back. And just like Josh Allen, I am starting him with supreme confidence. Don't overthink either of these quarterbacks. Final game here, Monday Night Football. We get, I think, the Jets back-to-back weeks. Jets versus the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Chargers at Jets. And then I think the next week is Raiders-Jets on Sunday Night Football. So that's fun. Who's excited for that one? Now, again, I'm not trying to shit on the Jets because if the Jets do get Aaron Rodgers back and, like, at the end of the season, he just becomes somewhat healthy, then as a Dolphins fan, yes, I'd be scared of the Jets with that defense. But, look, if my team, if the Dolphins had a great defense, I was fine in years past just being like, all right, the defense is on the field. It's fun, right? But in primetime games, you don't want to just watch some defensive fucking masterclass every single week. Now, that's how you got to win. You get your wins that way, right? The Jets aren't apologizing for winning, right? It's okay, but it's just kind of boring to watch. Herbert looked great against the Bears last week. Shocker, right? Against the Bears, Herbert looks good. Who could have seen that one fucking coming? He had 300 yards and three touchdowns. No shit he was going to do that there, right? Against the Bears. Now he goes up against the Jets, but outside of week seven against the Chiefs, Herbert has been very reliable. He's been the old reliable. So even against the Jets, you got to start him. Zach Wilson could potentially play fine enough for the Jets to win this game. All they got to do is have the defense go off, maybe get like a pick six, fumble six, or just put them in good field position. And then Brees Hall just kind of runs train, which is easy against the Chargers. And they could easily win. And even with a great matchup, though, against the Chargers, I just don't think you're going to get enough out of Zach Wilson for him to be a start-worthy fantasy football asset. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying today's video, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below as well as hitting that like button. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further without further ado, that's what we say at the beginning of the video. So thank you guys so much for watching. Check out one of the videos on your screen. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great day. And as always, good boy!